You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am your co-host Tom Bilyeu and I am here with the lovely and talented and sick yeah. Mrs. Bilyeu. Yeah, I called it off so you. Fucking. That is almost certainly true. I am much, much to my dismay. And this is day <coughs> nine for me uh, and I'm still not 100%, which is crazy town. Yeah. But that gives you an idea of where you're at today. What are you, day like five? Day five or six, spent three days in bed. I think I got like 22 hours of sleep each day for three days um, to a point where you thought I was probably in a coma at one point because I wasn't answering. I was definitely worried, yes. Um, But yeah, but uh, couldn't let you guys down. Wow. Well, bless you. You even turn. You're like, are you sure you should do it? Coming from the man who did two full episodes with no voice. So (laughs) honestly, how could I not show up today wow so now i've done it to you huh yeah i mean look it's it's great pressure i love it I, you can't let me get away with you know just slacking off slacking off nice well here you are flu in hand ready to go <laughs> and i'm mid fast so uh the fast kicked off last night uh i'll be over here now fast cat kicked off last night at uh 7 p.m. So, and I just thought because between the flu, fasting, why shouldn't I also stop drinking caffeine? Um, so we're doing that as well. So I have Perrier in my hand today, uh, and much love. This makes me think of my mother-in-law. So, oh, you <laughs> love that. So, all right, here we are. Let's get some questions. All right, let's get some questions. I love this question, so I'm just gonna like. Nice hit you with it. Let's do it. All right. This is from YouTube from last week. Okay. Hey, Tom, love what you're doing with relationship theory. In The Way of Superior Man by David Dada says that your purpose, your hero's journey should be your number one priority. He talks about... (laughs) He talks about you. you know, this, I know, but I can feel uh, where this he talks is going. about that, and your mission should be even more important than your wife. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> Do you agree with it or not? I had to chuckle. I was like, oh, I've got to ask him that. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So this goes back to <laughs> the concept of you can never ask me to give up my ambition. Mm. Um, it, it is a. Uh, it's one of those things that is inextricably tied up in the person. And so the relationship wouldn't be able to survive somebody saying, hey, like you should stop being ambitious or you should stop um, your quest for self-mastery. The moment they ask you to give that up, like one, if they were to ever ask you to give that up already, just the relationship would be in a super weird place because that is such a dangerous thing to ask somebody. And in fact... One of the things in our relationship that I'm most proud of is recognizing that you're on your own hero's journey and that our relationship has changed so dramatically in you transitioning out of seeing yourself as a housewife and into seeing yourself as a very powerful business person. And that was a dramatic shift. And we've talked a lot about that, but I think it bears repeating that. I used to have my clothes set out for me. Every meal was made for me. I mean, it was amazing. And it wasn't like I was sitting there going, man, this really sucks. And, you know, my (laughs) wife should stop doing this. It was absolutely incredible. And so you really finding your own voice and your own ambition and all of that and going through that transition, which has certainly toughened you up, hardened you up taken some of the time and energy away from me and applied towards the business that we're building. Um, And it's really been in stages, right? So first it was Quest um, and then now this. And so it's going through that. I recognized in real time that to ask you to give that up for me would be just as crazy as you asking me to give it up for you. So it's 
I think one of the most fundamental things to choosing wisely in your partner is somebody who gets that, somebody that wouldn't want that, somebody who sees all of that as fundamental to the power and potency of the relationship. And so, yeah, it's in some way is the notion of self-betterment of being your own person is that the ultimate thing i guess but it's like it's also such a foundation such a a pillar of any relationship that i you don't need to ever make somebody choose between the two and then if you know i mean think about it if something happened to you then I would be devastated in a way, like just think about it from a movie perspective. I would, people would understand a character coming to a screeching halt when they lose the love of their life, right? Like you just get it. There's two things that you can do to set a character up for like the most compelling revenge tale ever. Kill their kids, kill their spouse, right? So people understand that that, that person becomes woven into the fabric of who you are. Mm-hmm. And especially the way that we've thought about it and the way that we've actually embraced that and embraced coming together and becoming more and more a part of each other, um, I would really be devastated to ever have to choose between the two because they've become a fundamental part of who I am. Yeah, and to be honest, that's what... It is a big part of what I love about you. It is a big part of what attracts me to you is your ambition and is your um, your vision and your drive. And so for me to um, ask you not to pursue that is now taking away something that I'm actually very attracted to. So it, would, um, it wouldn't really make sense. But I think that that can happen a lot where people get conflicted. It's like, I want you to be ambitious, but I want to see you more. Um, you know, and so... Yeah, I think for me, it's it's. I know what is ultimately the most important thing. And if you're not happy, and you're not driven, then me and you are not as connected. If me and you are not as connected, then you know we. I don't think have the relationship that we have. So, and then even speaking about being connected, just like this last week of us being so sick, and um, we've been in the same house, day in and day out. But yesterday I just hugged you and I said, I missed you. And you looked mm. at me like I was crazy. Like, you were like, what do you mean you miss me? And it's literally like, it's that week of just not being intertwined. And um, seeing you like, so you, you guys had a Facebook live on Friday and I wasn't part of it because I was just like passed out in bed. Mm. And even that I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm missing out on being part of this on this journey with you. And I think that that's why, you know, some people say, how can you guys work together? I actually think us working together has brought us that much closer. Mm, And so I get to see... But it's also that much more dangerous. I do want people to understand that working together is not easy. It's something that you have to have all kinds of rules of engagement and really have talked about and thought about and adjust as you go. Um, This isn't something like, it was like, hey, like we just like, this is so easy and everyone should do it. it. doesn't work like that agreed um but we've spoken many times about so like we've been together for so long now going on almost 17 years I know you don't like me to in fact sorry my phone is vibrating I don't know let me put this on um I'm I'm not disturbed do not disturb yeah sorry um and so we've been together now for almost 17 years and we've seen each other change (coughs) and it hasn't been like you've changed overnight or I've changed overnight and it's interesting when so many people say you know you're not the same person I'm married it was like well a I hope not because I always want to grow I always want to you know you to grow so Mm. I don't want you to be necessarily the same person that I married I want the same fundamental beliefs that family is important, that we're always going to stick together. Um, that's important. But changing every day, like it happens so slowly um, that if we didn't work together, I don't know if I would have seen those those monumental steps and those like there's certain moments in our lives I think everyone has where you're like, oh, that felt like a turning point. And a turning point for you, I was there to witness. A turning point for me, you were there to witness. And I don't know, we've really bonded over those things. Um, 
you know, seeing you speak in public, seeing you do what you do, um, I still get that feeling of like, you're my rock star and I'm the fan. I love it. I really do. But I get that little giddy feeling inside and I see that almost every day. And so I just, yeah, I love being a part of that. That's you, baby. It's very sweet. So, but, um, yeah. All right. Let's get down to some more questions, shall we? We shall. All right. This question is from Ray Khan. Um, on Facebook. Oh, by the way, I can't believe I haven't said this. Please, guys, if this is bringing you value, please share this video. Um, really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Word. Word. All right, this is from Ray Khan. What do you do with people who don't understand your drive to do more, work more, be more? Um, that was probably a better question maybe 10 years ago. Um, certainly the people closest to me at this point uh, it is such a natural part of who I am and they've seen the results, the fruits of my labor. Um, but a long time ago, that was maybe a little bit more confusing to people. I was working really, really hard and I had nothing to show for it. And that was, I think, a time where people felt like they need to try to give me advice and, um, you know, so keep going, be you, like don't be deterred by any of that. Like it really comes down to having clarity of vision, knowing what you want, knowing what you're trying to accomplish. And and God, this came from Chris Cornell. I'm so, I'm like looking for eye contact, like somebody to understand, like the, uh, you were mortified. I was say. <laughs> looking for I someone like with eye contact. To, like, understand. <clears throat> I want everyone to understand, so. Chris Cornell, who just committed suicide, and that is absolutely heartbreaking for me. You know how much Chris Cornell meant to me as a musician. And one of the things that he said, and anytime I write about this, I am thinking about him. He talked about how, in fact, it was just in one or two, um, no, it was the one that just came out, the impact quotes that I did, where I'm talking about even the people who love you, they cannot set you free. They cannot give you like the, the, um, to take off the limitations, right? They're putting limitations on because they love you, they care about you, they're worried about you, they want you to be successful, but they define success oftentimes as the freedom from suffering. And because what they want for you is not to suffer, and suffering is critical, and that is why we're in the middle of a fast right now. But when he said that, and I don't remember the song, but he talked about how even the people who love you are gonna hold you back. And I thought, whoa. And I think the line is even something like, they do it because they love you. Because they love you, they're trying to hold you back. Mm -hmm. They don't think of it like that, but they think of, like, they so don't want you to ache with loss. They mm -hmm. so don't want you to hurt the way that only failing at something can make you hurt, that they want to protect you from that. And I thought, whoa, like, the people who love you the most may be the ones that try to hold you back the most because they're so terrified of what you will have to go through. And that, <coughs> excuse me, that was a really, really powerful wake-up call. And so, man, like understanding that, that's why you have to be your own barometer. That's why you have to know what you want. That's why you have to be so like internally you have to know what you want and you have to know the price you're willing to pay to get there. And all of that, like it can't come from anybody else. Go ahead. Do you think then that's the same for people who give that advice to the partner? So for instance, I've had people in my life who when we said we were going to start a protein bar company, they turned to me, right? Let's say my family and friends mm -hmm. turned to me and they're kind of like, what are you doing? Like, we love Tom and, you know, but what happened to going into filmmaking and are you okay with this? Like, do you think that still comes from the same internal, like, I just want good things for them? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I, I think that, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people get that, right? Where it's either like they're putting judgment on you and they're doing it through me. Sure, but I think it's at that moment they can't help. Two things are going on. One, they cannot help but think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, God, what was the quote? I just used it in the um, impact quotes. It's like, um, 
Epictetus, if you want to make progress or get better or something like that, like you have to be prepared to be thought foolish and stupid. And I love that foolish and stupid. Like you've got to be able to embrace that. Like people just are when it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools. Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Not going to be able to see that vision. And that's part of um, what having vision is all about. It's being able to see something other people can't see. And then, you know, this is where that notion of don't be surprised by behavior that's predictable. If you can see something that other people can't see and they want to protect you, and, th mm. and this was really they wanted to protect you, it's don't be surprised by that behavior. So I don't, I don't find that behavior surprising. I would have been more surprised that people could have somehow seen, saw what I saw. Like if they could have seen what I saw, God, is that right? Why does that seem so weird? <laughs> uh, whatever the correct uh, use of that is, if they could have seen that, like I would have been more shocked right. than them not being able to see it. And then of course, they're going to want to protect you. They have a better relationship with you. They're closer with you. So of course, like they're going to be able to say things to you that they might not want to say to me because they don't want to hurt my feelings. Also, people are usually hedging their bets. Like nobody wants to come out and just say like, this is never going to work because too yeah, often but the, it does. 
But like, look, even if it doesn't work, right? If me and you've decided to go down a path and this is something that we're like super keen on, super enthusiastic, as a husband and wife, we've made the decision. Um, yeah, it, it used to bother me where people were like, you know, what are you doing? You guys are crazy. Because ultimately, like, what difference does it make to them? Like, I believe in you so much and I believe in your vision so much and what we are doing as a team that even if we, fa we fail, um, I don't care. And at the beginning, um, it really did bother me. And it would, I mean, I would come to you like upset, like I don't understand people, like they just keep saying, what are you doing? And it wasn't until Quest was successful that people were like, huh. So yeah, like as, as the wife, I felt very defensive of you. I felt very defensive of what we were doing. Um, and then I just realized over time, I just had to get comfortable with it and that um, ultimately it's mining our lives and it doesn't matter what other people think. And even if we failed, I had to get okay with being okay to fail, right? Because I think people trap themselves in wanting to be successful so they can show other people like, see, see, I did it. Versus like, oh, wow, we failed? Cool, let's pick ourselves back up. Let's do something else. And we've had other businesses that, you know, people don't know about that we've, you know, that we failed at. And um, it... I think after one failure after another, it was, um, I got okay with it. Can I welcome you to the joy, the absolute gift of being doubted? Yeah, I mean, I... Like that is, that, yeah, that is you. truly a beautiful gift. Like it, it oddly enough actually won't come along very often. People won't tell you to your face. It's certainly not somebody that you know and care about. And when people doubt, like you've got something to lean on, like in those, like, let me tell you right now, anybody that was paying attention, in fact, the episodes haven't come out yet, but the, the episodes um, that we did when I was sick, I can't remember if I did it on both of them, but I certainly did it on the first one. I was wearing Batman. And I was like, I need the fucking darkness today. I need the darkness. Today is the day I show up because people doubt me. Today is the day I show up because there are people out there that want for my failure. They hunger for it. And uh, give me the chills. And in those moments, I need the darkness, motherfucker. Yeah. I am not showing up. I'm not moving towards something. I was in so much fucking pain. Like those two episodes, in fact, preparing for them was actually harder than showing up for them. I was so sick. Because my fever broke the night before I had to do the episodes, mm. thank God. But in prepping, in writing them, in trying to like bring them into my mind, like that was when I had a fucking fever. So that sucked. That was not fun. And in those moments, really, really, I am relying on the darkness at those points. And so that's why I think that the doubt is a gift because in those moments, like if you know how to leverage that, if you know how to leverage the people who want for your failure, if you know how to leverage the people who don't believe in you, like, and you can believe in yourself in those moments, like, and all you have to believe in is that you won't break, that you're not going to stop. Like, that's it. Like, you don't have to believe you're a super genius, nothing. Just, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep fucking going. Like, yeah, that, it's a gift. Yes, and that is the... <laughs> but then, look, I think that that's, um, that attitude has definitely gotten um, us where we are now, right? Like, because of that. It's just, as a partner, um, there's a lot of, like, and look, maybe it's just, just in my situation, but I think this probably happens to a lot of females, where you get a lot of pressure from your family um, a, obviously my dad, that was a big thing, um, is, you know, my dad was like, what are you going to do to take care of my daughter? And so every step or every move we would do, there would be that doubt, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you settling down? Um, how are you going to start a family if you're always starting new businesses? Um, and I would get that a lot. And it wasn't, you know, because... Um, I mean, it was because he just cared, right? But as a woman, it's like, I felt like I always had to justify, like, why my husband was doing what he was doing. Um, and so, but even though I always believed in you, right? I never had one doubt in you and what we were going to do as a team. 
But for the longest time, I definitely had to justify and had to um, kind of put all those doubters aside and, um, you know, let you know, because that was very important, right? Is let you know that I wasn't getting um, slowly uh, poisoned with that those thoughts. But um, yeah, that was that was tough, like having to defend, and especially then going on to kids, right? After we'd been married for a certain amount of time, it's like, stop dreaming, stop putting your head in the clouds, like you know, you, you've just bought a house, Were you, what are you doing putting everything on the line? Like, you need to start thinking about kids. And um, it got exhausting. And I used to get upset about that because... Yes. I see. Yeah. Um, but then I think it just becomes, you need to get comfortable in the decisions, right? I had to get comfortable in, look, no, this isn't anyone else's life but mine. And when people want to put judgment on you, you know, like you said earlier, it's because they um, feel they want to protect you. And so reframing it like that in my mind actually really helped me. And I just said to myself, okay, all my family love me. They want me to do well. They don't want, you know, to see me ever have regrets, right? Because they don't know if we're going to succeed. And so for them, it's like, oh my God, you know, in five years when they don't have a penny to rub together, how are they going to have children then? And, you know, you're not getting any younger and you're not going to be able to have kids soon. And so, yeah, when I finally became okay with this is my life, this is no one else's. And as long as me and you're on the same page and as long as me and you have that same vision and both um, in communication about what we're doing and then what those next steps are, it doesn't matter what other people think. And that was really tough. Can I arm you with a quote yeah. for next time? Booze don't block dunks. Hmm. I love that. My boy Kobe Bryant. Booze don't block dunks. Yeah. Like, you know, whether it's somebody with good intentions, somebody that has bad intentions, it's irrelevant. Like, performance wins. Like, that's it. And so people can think you're crazy, people can um, heckle you from the sides, but either you're capable of the performance or you're not. Right. And so in times where people are throwing shade my way, um, all I think about is performance. Get so good, you can't be stopped. Yeah. All right, on to the next question. On to the next. This question is from Mohammed Aglin. Should you go in a relationship just for love or should you consider mind entrepreneurship price of believing, understanding and appreciation, which may lead you to being single forever? Um, was that basically just like a wall of like other things to consider? Um, here's yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the long and the short of it. Um, love is not enough. There you go. Yeah. Like love is a momentary brain chemistry state that will change and evolve and if you don't have the interpersonal skills to navigate that you are dust and that's why i think so many first marriages fail um, people just they don't have the relationship skills like relationship skills are a thing like if you're not practicing them and thinking about communication and how to like really live with somebody and what does it mean to grow together over time and like all of those things like sometimes you're gonna win and other times like there have been a thousand times where you've given to me emotionally and made sure to support what I'm doing, but can you do the opposite? Can you support the other person? Can you slow down so that they can be supported, so that they can grow in the way that they want to grow? <clears throat> you know, a lot of people can take, but not a lot of people can give. And that's why I was saying earlier, like, the thing in our relationship that I'm proud of was when I realized, whoa, like, I have to give you the space to do you. And I can't, um, I can't be bitter or jealous that that means that it's attention, time, and focus taken away from me and what I'm trying to do. Mm. You need to be able to evolve in whatever direction you want. And I need to give the same amount of energy and support to you in doing that that you'd always given to me. And so, like... At that moment, I think most people twig out. Like they're just not prepared. Like they establish a dynamic early in the relationship. And then once that dynamic begins to change, like they don't know what to do with it. It's like, and that's why, you know, when we got married, my ritualistic scarification, one of the words that was incredibly important to me to have marked into my skin was commitment. Like I'm committed to this. And that means figuring it out. It means transcending the neurochemistry. And I think... Um, you know, to bring it back to the words that he used, like 
entrepreneurship, I'll assume he means the way I mean ambition, right? That you're trying to do something, mm-hmm. become something. Like you're going to have to just put so much energy into that self-development and getting better and becoming capable of things you weren't capable of before. Like all of that, 100%. Like you need to let them know that's you. You need to let them know that that's what you're about. But you need to give them the same space to be a fully fledged person, to change over time, that you need to communicate with them and figure out who they're becoming and what they want. And that just because, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, they say, oh, like that's not necessarily what I want and I just want to support you. And I'll, yeah. But when the moment comes where they're like, actually, I do want something for myself and I do want to define myself separately what do you do at that point and how do you make sure that you're doing it together Uh, man it's like it is not easy but that's why and for the record I don't think most people should be in long-term relationships I don't think they're capable that's just the truth yeah, it actually got me thinking about um, one thing we've spoken a lot about, which is phases in our lives and phases in our relationships. Um, because so many people, when they first meet, it's this spark, right? On your first date, the magic and that first month, it's all romance. You can't wait to see them. Um, you know, they text you, your heart starts like, I guess when we met, texting wasn't around, but... Right. You know, like there's that adrenaline, that exhilaration within that first period of when people first meet. And it's fun and it's super exciting. I think the problem, though, is people keep trying to chase that. Like that isn't going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. So, you know, I don't think we watch television for like three months when we were together, when we first met. Like, you didn't even really have a TV. Like, it was just all-consuming. It was me and you. Um, We, like, there was just this, like, just incredible spark that um, was amazing. But that feeling is, it's not like that now. But it's a whole different universe that I still love. And we take each part of our, uh, each part of our stages, um, we really consume it 100%. But then once that phase is over, we don't mourn that phase. Um, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, you're on the money with phases. For yeah, persuasion. but I think people chase it, right? And so it's, um, you know, after six months, it's like, oh, it's not like it used to be. And they mourn like, oh, it's not like it used to be. So they either think, A, there's something wrong in the relationship, Um, or be they like will turn elsewhere because they're trying to find that adrenaline again and we've spoken like about each phase of our lives and you know there was a phase where we would go clubbing a lot and you know I used to love to dance and I would dress up and I would feel really sexy for you um but because of what we do now with a company we just neither of us had the energy we're in bed by nine o'clock but I don't feel like oh our life was amazing back then and it's not now. It's like that was an incredible phase of our lives and we had so much fun. And now this phase is just as incredible but in different ways, right? It's now we're building a a business and we're really, um, yeah, like we're just enjoying this moment. And I think people don't really talk about it. Um, And I think that that could actually do a disservice to the relationship if you don't talk about the phases where you are now in your relationship and what is exciting now. And look, if you if we missed if there were certain things that we miss um, in our relationship from, you know, three months ago, two years ago, four years ago, we would talk about it and we would, you know, adjust or. And you said to me, um, like, so I've been really sick. And so yesterday or the day before. I'm like got a fever and I'm in bed and I'm like all stuffed up and I kind of look at you and I haven't had a shower and um and you go I know you don't want to hear this baby but you look so sexy right now and it was so sweet and endearing because it was like that's so you you take each phase and each moment for what it is um and yeah you 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 really do. I can't remember where I was going to be to with that. <laughs> the flu starting to like off my mind. But um, yeah, it's, it's enjoying each phase. Oh, and that's where I was going to go. You said, look, one day you're going to be, you know, when you're 50, when you're 60, when you're 70, you're going to be super old and wrinkly. So the fact that I find you incredibly attractive now, like when you're 80, like I may not be as attractive as I am now. 
but that's okay. And you're still going to love me for that phase. And I think that's so important for people to understand is that if, especially because we got married when we were so young, it's like, that's never going to last, right? If all you're um, doing is in love with me for this period of my life, then we're dust, right? Our relationship is dust. It's never going to survive. So yeah, we take each phase for what it is and we enjoy each phase for what it is. And um, yeah, we embrace it. Truth. Got to do it. All right. So let's go to another question. Question from Naomi Hernandez. Hi, Tom and Lisa. Your guys' advice and authenticity is mind-blowing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. How do you make sure you don't emotionally use your partner to help you overcome your insecurities or to fulfill something that you selfishly want for yourself? Um, well, I do use my partner to overcome insecurities and to get things that I want selfishly for myself. Um, so I think we may be trying to avoid something that isn't necessarily meant to be avoided. I mean, the, to me, like it all comes down to why are people willing to make the sacrifices that they make? Because being in a relationship is a sacrifice, right? Like, um, the first three days when somebody's gone, for me, it may be a little bit less for you, but the first three days for me, like when you would go to England, I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm a bachelor again. I can leave shit laying anywhere I want. It will be exactly where I put it. It is, it is just beyond measure fantastic. And um, I can read or play video games and not have to think about anybody else. Like whatever I want to do. Like this is miraculous and i love that for you as well first ways like, i get excited for you <laughs> absolutely you've always been very sweet about that um so being in a relationship is a sacrifice the question is what do you get out of the relationship that's worth all the sacrifices and hopefully that is in an absolute tsunami of cool shit and if it's not you're probably in a bad situation and for me like being somebody's number one is unbelievable being totally unguarded with somebody them knowing all of your insecurities and knowing they will never use them against you. Like that is a point of pride for me. There's nothing you could do that would make me leverage the things that you gave me in a moment of like unguardedness against you ever because it's not who I want to be. Like even if you went psycho and you became a total, we'll leave it, but like just a really bad person, um, I still wouldn't do anything against you. I would get you out of my life. Make no mistake about that. But there, I, I, I still have a person I'm trying to be. And so I would never use those things against you. And I feel that that's true of you. So it's like, man, to be in a relationship where you're like, this person for their own reasons would never try to leverage this and use this against me. Like that is amazing. And to be with somebody like that who can help you with sobriety, actually look at your insecurities and realize hey, like do something about it. First of all, don't just sit there and wallow in it. Like there are things that you can do to overcome this. And you know what? Even if you never address this thing, I still love you. And I still want to go through this life as a shared experience with you. And quite frankly, all of the other things that you have about you that are amazing, like they dwarf this thing that you're worried about. So like even being able to look at it and go, the thing that you're insecure about, it's real, right? It's just real. It's a uh, personality trait, it's a quirk, it's a whatever, either address it and make it go away or know that, you know what, I'm still down to rock with you. Like, But what if it was amazing. insecurities where you're like, okay, you're completely crazy, is an absolute, you know, like, I don't even see what you see. And it started to really affect our relationship. What would you do then? Well, then you're saying that my behavior just doesn't make sense. So I'm insecure about something and now I have so become... Um, it's like got me in a weird twist where my behavior doesn't make sense anymore. Yes? Right. Okay, so your behavior doesn't make sense. Whenever behavior doesn't make sense, you need to adjust your behavior. Like simple as. And we can both think But of what somebody. if it was your partner that... So like what if it was me that was super insecure and it didn't make sense and I was just really insecure about it and I kept on and on and it started to affect our relationship? What would you do? All right, so... Now let's go step by step. So first of all, you have to, in a relationship, own like your own stuff. So that's why it was much easier to talk about me because I would just say, hey, you have to own your behavior. Now that would be a really 
bear with me. Yeah. That would be a really poor strategy for you to use if I'm not being receptive. So if for whatever reason, this insecurity is just eating me alive and now it's really beginning to degrade my, our ability to have a functioning relationship, right. um, then one, God, there, there are tiers of things. There are things that can be dressed without um, professional intervention. There are going to be other things that would require professional intervention. I can think of things, but it's, it would get a little weird, I think, to maybe go that hardcore. Um, but there are certainly things that could have happened to you especially that would create new insecurities or problems just psychologically. Um, and you would need to get help. Like mm -hmm. we would need to seek a therapist. We would need to have somebody that would help us through um, just understanding what you're going through, understanding why this is becoming such an issue. And then there's this thing called cognitive behavioral therapy. And yes, that is the one thing <coughs> I would make the demand. If you want to stay in this relationship and this thing is damaging our relationship, if you want to stay in the relationship, you have to do cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically... Every time you're thinking about that thing, like you've got to do the work of unwinding it, of make, not letting it put you in a place of anxiety or fear or whatever it is that's making it so damaging that we're not able to have the relationship. Cognitive behavioral therapy would help you with that where you're essentially rewiring your brain. So instead of like going down the rabbit hole every time it comes up and spiraling out of control and doing whatever behaviors it is that's actually becoming a problem, that you're gonna work to reroute it. And I'm writing an article about this right now. Basically, how do you use neuroplasticity to get out of negative habit loops, mm -hmm. right? So if you've got a habit loop, let's say that you were just criticizing all the time, all the time, all the time. It's like, homie, like I just cannot take the criticism anymore. Like. It's just, it's wearing on me. Like using the impulse to criticize, to flip it and think of a compliment, something totally authentic, something that is absolutely real. And by you using the impulse to criticize, to refocus your own mind on the things you believe truly are complimentary about me, to focus on that and then externalize it, that's an incredibly powerful technique. And you're literally using the impulse to, um, to criticize as the trigger to not, and then say the compliment. So, and it gets deep and complicated, but into sure. myelination and all of that. But like that's leveraging therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy specifically as a way to unwind the behaviors that are becoming a problem. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not actually the insecurity, mm -hmm. it's actually the behaviors that manifest as a echo of that insecurity. Then on top of that, like really doing the work to figure out why you're so insecure about that thing and like what do we do to address it. Um, but I'll just throw out one. If you were horribly burned on your face, I think that would really fuck with you. And I think that we'd have real work. Now, one of the things that would come from that, so my instinct would be to show you that you're attractive nonetheless, but you're going to think I'm lying. So, and understanding that the process I would need to go through getting comfortable with the way that you looked, if you let me do that, like if you let me own it and touch it and really fall in love with it and understand what I'm doing internally, no, I don't have the biological impulse to be like, oh my God, burn victims are gorgeous. But I really do believe, <clears throat> especially because of my whole obsession with shared experience. Like I would just start switching that trigger of like, whoa, she's burned to like the shared experience. Whoa, she's burned, shared experience. Whoa, she's burned, shared experience. And then ultimately it would just be like, I would just see you mm -hmm. and it would have taken work and I would have had to put in the effort. But like, I will make you feel, I will make you feel that all I see is the shared experience. That living this life together with you is so overwhelmingly positive that that's all that matters, right? When you can make somebody feel that, like, and I know that a key component of that is time. You're never gonna believe it in the beginning. And I've gotta be willing to come back and back and back and back. And it's like the definition of success. Success is going from failure to failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. And I would just commit myself, this is a multi-year process to make sure that you feel, because I know human nature well enough to know you're gonna test me and you're gonna push me away and you're gonna push me away hard and then you're gonna let me in a little bit and then you're gonna push me away and you're gonna need to see how fucking hard can I push this guy away to see, does he really love me enough to go through this? 
and it's gonna be one of those Harry and the Hendersons moments where you're essentially gonna punch me in the face to try to get me to leave so that I don't have to endure with what you're going. But all of that's predictable now. That's predictable today without you being burned. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can predict that behavior now, don't be surprised when it happens. So it's like, if that were to happen, like the full weight of your human understanding has got to come to bear and it's, dude, that's just like a test. Like for me, I would see it as like, this is my opportunity. Like it was easy when it was easy. Now I get to earn my stripes when it's hard and I get to really find that connection again and I get to really like transcend the beauty. I know I have to transcend the beauty anyway. I get to enjoy your beauty for as long as it lasts. It sadly will not last forever, but it's like, if I know that going into it now, I know that you're gonna age and no matter what, burn, no burn, doesn't matter. Like eventually the looks disappear, but the internal drivers from a biological perspective don't change. So I've already gotta get good at shifting my attention and focus to the shared experience and all of that. It's coming for us, but man, like that's the beauty of it for me, like to be able to do that. And I would make the same demand. Like if you couldn't find me attractive, if I were no longer powerful, if I were no longer wealthy, like, and you couldn't see me as like a human being, that would be disgusting. So if I hold you to that same standard, like why can't you hold me to the same standard? Wow, I went on with that. No, but that, but was, that's... that was really interesting. And going to, I would be super insecure if that had happened to me. 100%. And um, I think... Every little thing is a life's test, you know. I mean, even with all of my health issues that I've had over the last few years, um, I've struggled with it immensely, right? Like, there are times, like, I was just withering away. So everything that I pride myself on, on being, you know, um, fit, going to the gym, feeling good, dressing up, um, feeling sexy, feel like all these things that I really pride myself on and that I love to do and it makes me feel good, I couldn't do for at least a year. And, you know, I mean, I could barely stand up sometimes. And so I was super insecure. Um, you know, I just, I just, there was, I was just skinny. And so I didn't feel good about myself. Um, and so I was very insecure. And I would, you know, kind of turn to you for um, confidence. And, but there was a fine line for you. And I really, fine line in regards to, Yes, I'm here to, to um, make you feel good, but at the same time, you need to explore your confidence on your own as well. Because if I'm just relying on you to give me confidence and to make me feel okay with my insecurities, then I think it, um, it could be dangerous because there are times where you're going to be busy, you're going to be overwhelmed, you've got a lot of work on, you're not paying attention. And now I'm just like looking for you for, you know, to be saved. And we had that discussion about like, you need to also work on it yourself because I cannot be the complete crutch for you one, like, each day, like, do you feel good only because I make you feel good? Right. So, um, so yeah, so we've really worked on that. And I, so I think it's kind of two parts. I think you need to work on your own insecurities by yourself. You can't just turn to the other person to make you feel good about yourself. And at the same time, when I really did need, I couldn't get out of it, right? If I, I couldn't get out of, um, feeling down or feeling insecure, um, I would turn to you and I would be very honest and say, baby, like, I'm just not feeling good right now. Like, this is really weighing on me. It's been three months. I haven't been able to work out. I still can't eat. Um, I don't feel good about myself. We, ha you know, I don't even want to go on date night. Um, I just need this from you. I need cuddles. I need you to come and kiss me and tell me it's okay. And you were there for me. But I think it was that combination of me recognizing what I needed from you, you being very open and willing to do that. And then also me understanding that I can't just rely on you full time to make me feel good about myself. Yeah, 100%. And I mean... That is so, so, so important. And I think that's probably why I'm so comfortable leaning on you for um, times if I'm feeling super insecure is because I know I'll do the work. Yeah. I'm not going to stay there. Like I know better than that. Yeah. And, you know, and that's something that I don't know. I don't even know how to give people that insight into in this relationship. If you, if you want to be in this dynamic, um, you can't wallow. Yeah. And that, and I'll say it in a really harsh way, like that's not something that we tolerate. Now, 
we tolerate it for, you know, like you give it some space. You don't want to be a jerk. Like you need to give the person time to mourn if they're going through something. But at the same time, it's dangerous from a relationship perspective to let people do it forever. At some point, you got to say, look, I'm going to be here to support you for Shwayze for Shwayze, but do some fucking work. Yeah. And you said that to me. Yes. Especially because it was such a, it was a digestion thing. And so there was no easy fix. It wasn't like, oh, like the flu, right? Like, oh, in a week you're going to be better. Right. It was like, this could be a two year process. And it has been a two, if not longer now. Um, and so it was like, this isn't going to solve, be solved overnight. So if you're not working towards getting better, then um, this could be really um, damaging. It could be damaging to our relationship. It can be damaging right. to me as a, you know, as a female, um, my confidence, like, and so you literally said, like, you, you need to put in the work and you need to make sure that you um, are never just wallowing, you know, and sometimes where there were days where, like, I had to go for, um, I had to, remember, I had so many tests done on my, on my stomach and there were days where I couldn't, I literally couldn't eat because I was having tests done. And so, obviously, you know, when you're just withering away and you're not eating and, you know, you start to feel down and sad and, um, and you just said, like, look, you've got to snap out of it. You've got to do everything you can to... Um, recognize that this is just a moment in time and the famous phrase that I love that you always say is this too shall pass and you did it in a way where I never just felt like you brushed me off and I think that's really really important when someone's insecure um or having trouble or feeling down or something like that like there's got to be a beautiful balance of love um support emotional support but also pushing them to be better because you weren't one or the other right you weren't just like look you're gonna have to suck it up right because then I'd be like really feel alone right. um so yeah that was really important and you weren't just like oh my god baby you're okay and just let me wallow and wallow and wallow like you didn't let that either so I think that's important mm. um all right, this question is from Jordan Magiora. Mag Mag Sorry, I'm sure I butchered that one. What do you think the healthiest way that, your that young adults can find their future spouse is? Well, this isn't what they're asking, but <coughs> by being honest, like that's the, the real thing. Like the uh, online, doesn't matter. In person, doesn't matter. Like at a club, doesn't matter. I could have met somebody at a club, right? Because I'm going to be me. Mm. Um, I could have met them at a bar. I'm going to be me. Like, I don't, like that doesn't really matter. What matters is, are you trying to project who you think they want to see? Or are you actually being yourself? If you're trying to project what you think they want to see, you're just setting the relationship up on the Why do so many people do that though? Because it's so, I used to do it all the it's time. It's such a rad strategy short term. I mean, here's the thing. People do dumb shit because it works. They do yeah. something in the short term because it works. And so presenting yourself as like the cool person that's aloof and has it all together or whatever, like that's a great strategy for getting laid once. It's not a good strategy for a long-term relationship because you're going to be attracting people that are looking for that thing rather than like a real honest and open connection. And so, yeah. But like, so for instance, when we first got together, mm -hmm. um, I remember, and I'm sure a lot of women out there, I'm sure you can relate to this. Um, and I don't know, I was thinking about it, like, would I still do this? But let me give you context. So um, we meet, it's the like super exciting, like adrenaline. We go on our date, first few dates. Um, and then I stay over at your place. Yeah. And... Um, I'm always cold. Now I'm saying that in shorts and t-shirts right now because I have a bit of a fever, but <laughs> I'm, I'm always, always, always cold. And so I stay at your place and I was so worried you would see me like, you know, like, like, <laughs> you know, like half asleep, looking terrible, makeup everywhere. And so, you know, it's like the first night or the first few weeks, like I'm trying to look super sexy. So no matter what time you would wake up, I would look really sexy. And so I remember like I'm freezing. You've got the AC machine right yeah, above, right so above the bed. You had one bed sheet and it was tiny and you basically stole and it. By in the bed middle. sheet, you mean blanket. Blanket. Yeah. So you... 
not thinking about it in the middle of the night. You pull the sheet over you. I'm freezing. I'm, oh, I'm not. God. I'm not like wanting. I'm cold just hearing this though. <laughs> so I'm shivering all night, and I keep looking at the clock, thinking like. Like, if he gets up soon, I'm going to look terrible because my makeup's everywhere. I'm really cold. So I'll just stay awake, okay? And so I, like, jump out of bed, quickly, like, tidy my makeup up, do my hair, get back in bed. And you had no idea I used to do that. But it's trying to put on the, like, look, I'm perfect. Now, I was young, but I think so many people try and do that, right? They try to hide a certain side of themselves, Um, God, you got to really be careful between like that. I get that's just good strategy, right? That's making sure that you look well put together and you look hot. Like being hot is is a uh, certainly a winning physical strategy, right? Love it. I'm all for it. Um, So I like you do have to make an effort like I people need to understand that like you don't get to be like uh, hand down the pants, like sit back watching TV on the first date. Like that's not the way to be so you have to make an effort you've got to put your best foot forward but i'm saying like when somebody is asking questions about who you are like be honest about who you are like the get to know you phase is fun it's intoxicating because like they're discovering you like that's where i'm talking about being real i'm still gonna wear my best outfits i'm gonna keep my even though you thought for sure there's no way i cleaned like I'm going to tidy my apartment and it may still be a mess by your standards. But for me, it was like amazing. Uh, Yeah. Like you, all of those things, be well bathed, brush your teeth. Like they're just, I don't get it. Like women should wear makeup. Oh, the hate mail is coming my way. Like, because it's a winning strategy. So I don't see that as like lying about who you are or anything like that. Like that you still have to attract a mate. And so when people pretend like that's not real, mm. then I'm equally like, what are you doing? Like yeah, lying about who you are and acting as if people, like there isn't a phase of attraction. Like those are both real. All right, well then take this, me being take fussy. this. Well, you know what I'm going to say, that, oh, don't you? I, well, you better, this better involve bread. It did <laughs> So again, there's this notion of when you're on your first few dates with a guy. And again, like I was young. So I think like now I would never do this. I think I'm so confident in who I am that I'd be like, and what? Oh, you would for sure. But when I was younger, Mm. I was like, you can't show certain sides to you, right? You have to like, I want to be like this perfect lady. And um, we went for dinner on our first date and... You know, it's like you kind of pick at your food. Like, I didn't want you to think like, oh, God, because I've got a big appetite. So I don't want you to think like, God, she can put food away and judge me. Why? Why do I even care about that? But I did. So I'm picking up my food. Like, I don't eat much. I think I'm being a lady. Um, And then we went to a movie screening. And so in the movie, I'm like starving. And I'm so hungry. And... After the film, they had like a buffet. Mm. And so you're like, oh, should we grab a few bites? And I was like, oh, yeah, if you're hungry, sure. <laughs> my, my time's going, <laughs> Oh, sorry, my nose. Um, anyway, so we're going in line and I'm so hungry. And I think, well, again, I can't have him think I'm a, you know, a pig and I just eat a bunch of food. Like, even though I have a big appetite. And so <laughs> we're in line, I've got my plate. And I go get, put a couple of little things on my plate and then I see bread and it's like, oh, that looks good. It's like, no, can't have that. And I kept Do you all... remember a woman was handing the bread out? Was she? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just remember going back, going, get yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. And I <laughs> I think I went back and forth like three times. I'm like, should I take the bread? No. Because she, she says, bread? No. would you like a roll? And you're like, no, thank you. Yeah, actually. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, literally, you were like sketching out. It was so funny. I had to laugh because at that moment, it's like so apparent what you're doing. Yeah. And because I'm a guy, I don't care. Like if yeah. you're hungry, eat. Yeah. So yeah, that, that one in particular is amusing to me. Yeah. Because like the eating thing, like you're going to eat what you're going to eat. I know. Like, that, and looking back now about the little things that I was worried about, like it doesn't make sense. Um sorry about that so yeah i just think like a straight mess over there with I, your phone. I don't understand why it's going on um 
So, um, yeah, I think just be yourself. Like, if I could go back now, um, but people do worry and they do, you know, I mean, look, judgment is all around, isn't it? So I think, you know, I was... It's like Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, it's such an obscure reference. <laughs> um, I, I got it, though. Yes. All right, I think we've got time for one more and then we're going to have to wrap. All right. Okay. Um... It's so funny. I keep having like this impulse to eat because I'm now getting really hungry. Really? And it's like, I have two and a half days until I can eat. Oh, actually, people have asked if I'm doing it with you. No. Um, So I, yeah, I'm not doing the fast with him um, just because of my own digestive issues. It is not good for me to not eat. A and B with the flu, at the stage of flu you're in, I'm so grateful that this time the way that it did. And to be honest, I pretty much did fast for two days just because I didn't have an appetite. (coughs) But yeah. Excuse me. All right. So time for one more question. This question is from friend, sorry, Francisco Vergara. Hi guys. Question. How patient do you think someone should be with their verbally, emotionally abusive partner in the hope that they will improve? Ooh. Should I go first? Um, sure. I, I couldn't be patient. You can't be I, emotionally I can't, abusive. You I just can't, can't do it. Yeah. Um, you, you get like three strikes on that one. Yeah, I was going to say the question is, have they always been or is it something new? Does it fucking matter? <clears throat> if, if they've no. always been that way, then you were, you know, making some catastrophic errors in judgment to get into the relationship. Right. But that doesn't mean that you should put up with it. Like if somebody yeah, has but- developed, like if you develop emotional emotional abuse mm-hmm. like in the near term future uh no homie don't play that yeah that's madness that will diminish who you are as a person so fucking fast like the only reason to be in a relationship is because you're somebody's number one you don't emotionally kick the crap out of somebody who's your number one like that's madness right. madness and the mo- people treat you exactly the way you let them treat well, you. Well, so do you think that there's a difference between like basically if you being someone was being emotionally abusive towards you, like you are this versus like for fuck's sake, like ab- getting angry and being an angry person is different than being emotionally abusive. Yeah, that's true. Very specific words were used. Yeah. Emotionally abusive. Yeah. Yeah. No way. So not patient. So what do you think it is that people um, can't sometimes just walk away from that? God, wasn't this our last question? It was, like you but... want to talk about something that would take real time to answer. Yeah. So I mean, <coughs> from being codependent and um, having the insecurity in yourself to think when somebody says words like "No one will ever love you like I love you," right? Just punch them in the mouth and walk away. Like, that's crazy town. That's so manipulative. But when I was younger, so I was in a, uh, like a four-year relationship mm-hmm. before I met you. Yes. And he said that to me. Okay. Yeah. And should you have stayed with him? <laughs> or was four years maybe plenty of time to figure <laughs> but, out I mean, that that I, doesn't make sense? I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's tough because if, you, at least for me when I was younger, it was like, you know, was, I thought. I thought like it was my first love. It was the first boyfriend mm-hmm. I ever had. And so they knew how to use that to, to trap you. Oh, yes. I'm not saying I don't like have all the empathy in the world for someone who's being emotionally abused. Yeah. Who probably, by the way, was emotionally abused growing up. Like, I get it. I, I, my heart is broken and it bleeds for somebody in a relationship like that. I even have empathy for the person who's being abusive because something has gone wrong there as well. But dude, like you want to talk about life being way too fucking short to spend it in a relationship that takes from you rather than giving, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. That's crazy. Like this is where be thankful you're not my wife and like you don't have to deal with tough love all the time. That's fucking wacko. Like, life is way too short for that. You've got to get out of that relationship. And if you want to give them, like, hey, you've got seven days. Get it to fucking gather. At the end of those seven days, if you have not figured out how to stop yourself from being emotionally abusive, then we're done. Like, peace out. Like, that's so, like, 
You're letting them treat you like that. I want to be really fucking forceful about that. You are letting them treat you like that. They could modify their behavior. Behavior is modifiable. They're not doing it. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's possible. And to let somebody drag you down like that, that is not okay in my opinion. Yeah. No way. I mean, look, I would never take that from you. Um, and so I think that's been an evolution and my confidence and being able to be okay. Like being okay with being alone versus being with somebody who makes you feel badly about yourself. Alone and, is so much better. Right. And that's the thing, like, I think for me and you, respect. Like, we have so much respect for each other, and I think that that's why, um, like, the second you were emotionally abusive towards me, the respect's out the window. I would lose respect for myself. Right. That's so crazy. Like, yeah, that's crazy town. You were, you were diminishing, because I've hurt you before. Okay? But I've never diminished who you are. Right. Like, eh, when I see that I've hurt you, it's like, oh my, like I stop instantly. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was not my intention. Let's figure out what went wrong here. That is not where I want to leave you. Like, that is, but diminishing who they are as a person, systematically mm -hmm. breaking them. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. All right. Well, so. on that super happy <laughs> note, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. If anybody out there is doing the Summer Ready IT Challenge, um, yay, you're suffering with me. That's amazing. And for the people that have hit me up on Instagram letting me know that you guys are with me on this, it's awesome. Uh, it is fun to do with other people. And uh, yeah, thank you guys as always for submitting your questions. Yeah, this is you. a lot of fun. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.